If I had an opinion on Shannon, you think I'm telling Tamara? Joke's on you, bitch. I've already told her. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News. This week on The Real Housewives of Orange County, relationships are being put to the test. Tensions are brewing between Tamara and Heather. Tamara finally confronts Ryan about the cheating allegations. And Shannon is really trying to keep her relationship with John under wraps. Do we think that will last? Mm, probably not. We're going to get into it all, but before we do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo Breaking News. And if you haven't already, check out our new merch collection and shop on Etsy. The link is in the video description below. We've got tees, sweatshirts, mugs, onesies, all the gifts for yourself and your fellow Bravo lover. So let's just dive into the episode. Uh, we picked up where we left off last week at the Trace Amigas lunch. And Shannon, you know, kind of returns to the table after her iconic, you know, storming off to production. And basically, she is livid at Heather. She feels betrayed. You know, she mentions that John is very private about their relationship. So obviously, you know, something that's getting out, he won't be happy about. And she never should have trusted Heather in the first place. But you had a good point with the notes that you wrote, Lisa, because... Heather is not the one bringing this up on camera. Tamara is the one that is bringing this out into the world and stirring the pot like she always does. Yeah, I mean, so I definitely think Heather has some, you know, things that she needs to answer for because she was going around telling everyone, knowing that it's going to get on camera somehow. But in that same scene, Tamara is the one saying, well, Heather was saying this. She was saying that you guys aren't good. She was saying that you guys are actually really bad. And it's like, but Shannon is not mad at Tamara one bit, even though she's the one who's actually saying things on camera. So something, it just does not track for me. I feel like Shannon's anger is a little bit misdirected. Definitely. It's a very twisted situation. And meanwhile, Vicky just wants to whip it up and do more tequila shots in the middle of the day. That's right. And honestly, same. I would be in Vicky's boat too. Okay, so then we see another sit down between Jen and Tamara. These two are like, you know, they come on the show like they're besties, but then they've been oil and water ever since. They cannot seem to get on the same page. Tamara, right off the bat, says, I want to apologize. You know, I am 100% to blame for saying these things. You know, I haven't been in a good headspace. My dog died. Um, we close cut fitness. You know, Eddie's grandma's not doing well. And I bottle up my emotions and I took it out on you. That wasn't right. And I mean, Jen in her confessional sounds like she's a little cautious, but in the moment, I'm like, she is so forgiving. She's like, thank you for apologizing. I understand. I want us to go back to where we were. And I was like, Jen, I feel like you might just be like a little bit too naive. I hope she still proceeds with caution. What? I don't know. Do you think that she, that Tamara deserved forgiveness that quickly or what? How did you read this? No, Tamara has been a shitster for as long as we've known her and she's while she is going through a lot you know losing a business and having you know trouble with family members is not easy I don't think it's an excuse for her behavior because we've seen it time and time again and you know Jen is also like oh I've known Tamara for such a long time yeah but off the show you don't know Tamara as the real house of Orange County you know her as the person she is off camera and obviously 
Tamara, whether it's her true colors or not, is showing a different side of her on camera that Jen obviously doesn't know. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, do we think that Jen Jen had to have watched the show before she came on, right? I would assume so. How do you not at this point? I don't know. So you would think that she would kind of pick up on Tamara's, like, playbook on how she kind of runs things on the show. But I don't know. She seems very, very almost naive at this point. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Jen is, I don't know if she's making the right choice trusting Tamara because we see in the mid-season trailer that just dropped this week that it is not over between them. You know, shit hits the fan um, and they continue to fight. So I don't know. I guess, you know, this is this feud is not over just yet. But we jump over to Javier's um, Heather Dubrow's, you know, second favorite restaurant behind Nobu. And we see a familiar but unfamiliar to the Bravo universe face, Mark Cuban. And I remember seeing this in the trailer and being like, oh, my God. Mark Cuban, love him, obsessed, love Shark Tank. But why is he there? How did he agree to be on this show? He's like a serious businessman. And we learned that like him and Heather and Terry have some sort of business relationship. They invested in this app, this fireside interactive streaming app. It's just so weird. What were your thoughts on like this business collaboration between them? My thoughts were Mark is... Definitely thinking outside the box on this one in terms of promoting <laughs> promoting this app. And I think he probably has to because at this point, there's so many, you know, streaming apps and there's so much competition in this digital space that he, you know, or his marketing person is like, hey, let's, you know, let's get on the housewives and you can talk about it there. And I mean, could be smart. You know, he's obviously a very smart man, but I thought it was great. I liked seeing him. I liked, you know seeing Heather kind of fawn over it a little bit. And yeah, she's really trying to use this as a stepping stone to kind of get back into acting. I think she made that very clear. But, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. I thought I think it's always fun when we get like sort of people in the cultural zeitgeist that are not in the Bravo universe that, you know, come on and kind of do these cameos. I think it's always fun. I mean, I love a good Mark Cuban cameo any any way I can get it. So I was happy to see him. But I don't know. It was kind of weird, though, because while she's maybe using this as a stepping stone for acting, I don't know if it's going to work out that way. You know, she just, you know, we know she talks about the penthouse that they purchased in this episode. But she just recently, last week, her and Terry closed on another L.A. property in Beverly Hills. And on social media, she was like kind of pitching like, who wants to see us renovate it? So that's my theory. I think we're going to see a home renovation show with Terry Mm -hmm. and Heather on this new streaming fireside app. So, yeah, that's my theory. (laughs) That makes that makes a lot of sense. And I was going to ask you, actually, like, what are Harry and Tep? I always call them Harry and Tether. What are Terry and Heather doing? Like in the moment in the show, they, you know, have their giant mansion in OC. They're closing on this penthouse in LA. Then to the next scene, we hear they are selling their house in OC, although they weren't planning on it. But Heather doesn't want to be there anymore. And then we see that they're buying this other big house in LA, but it's going to take a long time to renovate. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, what is the end game here? Do you want to be in Orange County or do you want to be in L.A.? Like, I feel like 
I'm getting mixed messages. Is Terry retiring and he wants to retire in LA? I just, I, I don't know what's going on. Where it's are the so, kids going to live? Because like they still have two kids that are in school. I don't know. It's so confusing. I feel like her whole story arc on Housewives has been reliant on like her home, like building the home, where they're going to live. Now it's a new home. Now she's selling her home. And while I love like the aspirational, I mean, that house, what are they going to sell it for? 65 million or something like that. And then they're buying $20 million properties in LA. I love the aspirational, you know, vibe of it. But like, I don't know. Is she like auditioning for a role on Selling Sunset? Is this the right show for her? Because I don't know. It's a little wishy-washy. Does she, is she doing it because she wants to be on Beverly Hills? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ooh, that is a good theory. I, I, you know, I, I think that's a plausible theory for sure. I mean, seeing as she wants to get back into acting, we have Garcelle, we have Kyle, you know, I think she might fit in well with that group. I can actually see her fitting in well too. And I can actually see her also butting heads. Like for some reason, I feel like her and Sutton would butt heads. Like you would expect them to get along, but they're both kind of very prim and proper in a way. And I feel like someone's going to step out of line just a little bit and it's going to like set the other one off. So I don't know. I would like to see it, but I'm just kind of, I want to know what the Dubrow's like five-year plan is, 10-year plan. It's unclear. Unclear for sure. Okay. So then we hop over to Emily and Shane having um, dinner. We earlier, we saw them and the kids at the pumpkin patch and- got a glimpse into kind of some of the confrontations that that they face with and it's mostly with their parenting style so Emily feels like Shane calls her out in front of the kids and she thinks that kind of undermines her as a mom and you know he likes to crack jokes and while most of the time Emily thinks it's funny like sometimes it's just like enough already especially if she kind of feels like she's already being you know if she's already down and I totally get that too like I think at a certain point, it's like, okay, I get it, you know, but she kind of confronts him about it. And I don't know, I thought he did really well in his response. He was like, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean it that way. You know, I'll be better. I didn't mean to hurt you. Like, I understand that it was a big deal for you. So I don't know, just more more points for Shane in my book this week. I agree with you. Um, I would also kind of be fed up with the humor at a certain point. But she says in a confessional that's pretty much like the glue that's held their relationship together is the fact that he's funny. He can bring humor. He makes her laugh. I agree. I mean, I, I love that in my partner as well. So I think that, you know, without it, I don't know, they may not be as in a good place. And he definitely seems receptive to her feedback. And once again, yeah, even though at the pumpkin patch he was being kind of shady i like i love the moment where he was like oh hey kids look a scarecrow just kidding it's mom like but that's just playful fun you know like she started crying and it's probably you know deeper than that but i don't know i think what it seems is that they have a strong relationship and i think that they'll come through this yeah i agree so i did want to touch on one moment at the boxing rink you know after heather shares all about her pied-a-terre penthouse in la tamara starts to test heather and it is very funny because it is so obvious what tamara's trying to do you know has shannon opened up to you at all has she confided in you how are how are john and her's relationship and heather is not having it she knows exactly what's happening 
And I think Heather's trying to be maybe a little bit cautious of bringing this up on camera because she knows that it's Shannon's, you know, personal business. And to me, this was really Tamara trying to catch Heather. And Heather, I think, handled this situation at least well, even though Tamara is like, she's a total liar. Yeah, Heather was not taking this bait that Tamara was, you know, just dangling in front of her. I think Heather's smarter than that. And I think she doesn't like to get her hands dirty. You know, it's she's almost like the Lisa Vanderpump of OC because, you know, we... It was always said that Lisa was playing chess while everyone was playing checkers. Lisa liked to do things in the background, but never have it be directly related to her. And I think Heather is the same way. So yeah, she's she's not buying this. You're so right. You're so right. So we kind of end the episode. We're back on the Newport Marina in John Jansen's boat, um, but it is quite the interesting group. So we have Shannon and John, of course, and John is asking, oh, like, how did the dinner with Vicky go? And Shannon's like, fine, like, says nothing, is acting so coy, does not share, you know, what was brought up at the dinner and the whole situation. I wonder what he thinks watching that now. But I don't know. It's it's really weird between them. And it gets even weirder when Tamara and Eddie show up and Tamara's really nervous to see Ryan, who is coming with Jen, and it's going to be the first time that they see each other since all of the allegations and drama. It is like so awkward. So awkward. Yeah. Shannon has a terrible poker face. Like you can tell immediately when something is off with her because she just gets really quiet and very monotone. And it's like, oh, sure. Um, John, can I help you with this? oh, does anybody need anything? She gets this very like robotic voice. Which is and... opposite of how she usually is. She's so right. like loud and, you know, her personality is big. Right. So then we see Jen and uh, Ryan come in and it's kind of that moment of like, okay, who's going to hug who? Like, who's going to say hi to who? There's only six people there. So you kind of, you can't just not acknowledge the other person that you're kind of having a tension with and so you know I think Ryan kind of was the bigger person here he kind of reached for a hug first from Eddie and from Tamara and they just start off cordially which sure I think that's probably how I would play it too and you know wait until you get on the boat before you start <laughs> getting into it or you have nowhere to run no and then Tamara just keeps saying like oh my God, he won't even look at me. Like, it's so awkward. And it's like, well, you're probably making it awkward. Like, you're the one who said all this shit about him. Not that he's any saint, I'm sure. But like, don't make it worse than it is and don't act like you don't have a part to play in this. Oh, totally. Um, So they get on the boat. They cruise by Nobu, the scene of the crime, which is just, you know, iconic. And Tamara took the words right out of my mouth. Like, what is Ryan wearing? He looks like Ed Hardy, like blew up on him in, it's worse than like a Ed Hardy t-shirt. It is like this crazy print leopard collar. Like this dude is already rubbing me the wrong way and he barely even opened his mouth. But they get to dinner and Ryan's actually the one that brings up the dick pic. He, he makes a joke about it. And that is what sparks the entire dinner conversation. So it starts between Ryan and Eddie. And we heard Eddie kind of say, like, I, I don't know. I guess 
he's good friends with Jen too. And like, while this is all none of his business, it actually is. And we're all questioning like, why, how? But Ryan actually apologizes to Eddie for, you know, everything that's going on. But at the same time, he feels betrayed by Eddie. And, you know, they start talking about all the rumors. So Eddie kind of grills him. You go after married women. Have you cheated on your wife? And Ryan admits it. So, I mean, it seems like that case is closed. But obviously, there's more to the story that comes out. Yeah. So I guess what at the core of the problem, Eddie was kind of saying, like, look, I had heard prior to even knowing you that you were someone who goes after married women. So, you know, that in itself is kind of shady. Then I see you and Jen are together while she was married. And so that just kind of proved that rumor to be true. And that's going to make me, you know, take a little step back. And, you know, I think Ryan was like, yeah, like, I get it. And I think that makes sense. He seemed to answer their questions truthfully. It's like, yeah, he, you know, acknowledged his past. So then Eddie asks him, did you say about my wife, like, I'm going to fuck her? And he was like, no, absolutely not. He's like, someone told me, oh, Tamara thinks you're hot, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, yeah, Tamara's hot. And that's it. Okay. I think that there is a sexual tension between Tamara and Ryan. And I think that is what is causing this rift. Tamara doesn't want to be too close to him because there, there's some, like, she feels a charge. And doesn't want to like, you know, even have that sort of temptation. I don't know. I just think that is what is like really going on here. I like that theory. It was kind of strange how like he was like, oh, yeah, I heard Tamara was like, oh, yeah, you're hot. And Eddie like didn't say one word. Like, I don't know if my husband heard me saying, oh, yeah, I think like one of our friend's husbands is hot. Like, I think he would at least be like, excuse me, you know, like he didn't even think twice about it. But I don't know. Maybe this is something going on in the background, something that we don't know. I mean, that's definitely what Jen insinuated at Nobu was that maybe there was something else going on there. I don't know, but. Well, I don't think anything is going on between them, but I just think Tamara's that person that is like, oh, he's hot. Oh, you know, oh yeah, he's hot. Oh yeah, I'd do him. So like, it didn't surprise me that she would say that, but I don't think that maybe she expected him to be in sort of her inner circle at any point in time. True. Yeah. So I don't know. They decide to move forward, but we know oh that that is not going to last. Like we are all Shannon Bador falling asleep at that table. I am over it. Are you? I am so over it. Seriously, when I saw Shannon sleeping on John's shoulder, I was like, thank you. Because that is that is where I'm at with this conversation. When they were like, let's move forward and they cheers. I was like, for the love of God, like, Nobody cares about this. It is Jen's relationship. If she wants to be with this guy who is definitely going to cheat on her at some point, that is her decision. Like, enough. Dyler Armstrong, enough. It's giving, like Gina said earlier in the episode, you know, it's easier to talk about everybody else's problems than your own. And that is Tamara to a T. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have her own storyline going on. Cut Fitness closed, okay, but she is meddling in Jen's drama, everybody else's drama, Shannon's relationship drama. Meanwhile, where's her storyline? She doesn't have a personal mm -hmm. storyline. She's just meddling in everybody else's. So I don't know. Tamara's starting to rub me the wrong way. You know, Heather was before in this season, earlier in this season. Now Tamara is starting to feel produced. It's starting to feel inauthentic. 
And it's starting to just feel like she's just stirring shit up for the hell of it. Yeah, and it does not seem like things are going to start to slow down because that mid-season trailer, oof, there is some stuff that's about to happen. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm into it. When I saw that this was the mid-season trailer, I thought it feels like it just started. So I think that's a good thing that to me it seems like we're kind of still ramping up. But, you know, let's see how it goes. We'll see. There is going to be more drama, more fighting, and more OG of the OC, Vicki Gumbleson, which I am so excited about. So let us know what you thought about this episode in the comments below, and we will be back next week to recap the latest episode. Bye, everyone.